And now, direct from the Ducks Bar, <laughs> out at Blue Collarville, broadcasting through Blue Collar Media on podcast and live stream. It's time for the Ducks Shed Podcast. Yeah, all Australian boys need a shed. G'day and welcome to my Shed Bar for the latest edition of the Duck Shed Podcasting, broadcasting through Blue Collar Media on podcast and live stream from my actual bar out here in Blue Collarville. Uh, as you know by now, I've turned my Friday night shed sessions with mates around the bar into a podcast and live stream show. Now, you too can be a part of it just by commenting on the video or simply just by sending me an email. Go to bluecollarmedia.com.au, click on contact to do that, and we certainly do enjoy all the feedback that we get here, and we do respond to all of those emails as well. Now, this week, we have an absolute cracker show for you. Very shortly, I'll be joined by one of the biggest names in the Australian entertainment industry, Frankie Jay Holden, and he's got a couple of mates with him as well. And um, look, he's not only a fantastic singer, but a very accomplished actor as well. He has starred in a stack of television shows and movies that you will know. A place to uh, a place to call home, the Strip Police Rescue. What about he was in the original Underbelly as well, and a whole lot more. These days, if you're not catching you on home and away, um, you'll see him down there at Tarthra Beachside Caravan Park, a beautiful property down there on the Sapphire Coast, and we'll talk to him about that as well shortly. But I guess anyone who loves their Aussie bands will certainly remember this. And whoa, hit the right button. Well, I've been waiting, and it's a Saturday night. And I call up the boys who will be cruising tonight. They got a party on, and they say it's gonna be all right. Well, we on somebody's front lawn And the boys and I We sneak in the back door We mingle in like we've done it a million times before I'm proud That's how we get out from I'm proud Don't you tell my mom I'm proud All the company I keep singing oldies but they were newies then and today when I played my old 45s I remember when we practiced in a subway in a lobby or a hall crowded in a doorway singing doo-wops to the wall if we went to a party and they wouldn't let us sing We'd lock ourselves in the bathroom and nobody could get in Cause we were looking for an echo Get a job, 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 Well, who said you don't? 
Who said you're going to have a party on a Friday night? How good is that? And I can tell you that Frankie J Holden and a couple of boys are sitting up down there ready. Frankie J, why don't you give us a live version straight off the bat, mate? Sure thing, duck. Go, yes. <laughs> Get into it, boys. They've gone off out here. Frankie, how are you, son? It's good to catch up with you again, mate. Oh, how God, good was exhausted, that? Duck. Uh, you're exhausted. Mate. I'm exhausted, mate. Well, we're all out of practice. Let me introduce you to my mates. This is Gary Carson Jones on the guitar and uh, Mick Potter up the back on the bass guitar. Mick Potter and, didn't play uh, footy, did you, Mick? You were an old footy player, were you, mate? Uh, Different guy. No, he looks like he played a lot of footy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he went. He looks like he went ten rounds with Muhammad Ali as well. Oh, very, very good, mate. Very, very good, mate. How you been, mate? I haven't spoke to you for a while, but mate, how you going with all the self isolation down there? Well, we are. I mean, I, I'm sort of. Uh, I've actually sort of enjoyed it, Duck. We are isolating him in cases. Anybody watching Gaz and Mick and I are at least a, a meter and a half apart. 
And these are these two boys are the guys that I would normally work with on a Sunday night at Tartha Beachside by Caravan Park, which you very so kindly mentioned just before. Down at Tartha, we have a regular Sunday night thing. And that's the thing. I'm really missing playing music. Uh, and the boys and I were talking just before we came on. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. They've got sore fingers because they're not used to it, and my mm. voice is already a bit scratchy. Mm. But that's the thing I miss the most. And uh, to be honest, who knows when that will be uh, rectified? Who knows when we'll be able to gather together and, and listen to some music? Uh, so that, that, that's how I'm feeling. I'm sort of I'm on the cusp. I'm sort of excited that um, maybe we can see some light at the end of the tunnel, and maybe we uh, can get back to normal life sort of in the not-too-distant future. That's how. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And that's what everyone's hoping for, and especially, uh, like you say, you've got that caravan park, and we'll talk a little bit about that. In fact, we'll talk a fair bit about that because we, we might even bring the radio show, show down there, Frankie, one day and, uh, and, and have a big weekend, make a big weekend of it. <laughs> I reckon it could be real big. We'll do a Saturday and a Sunday night, mate, so that'll be the go. But, mate, you've had one hell of a career, haven't you? I mean, we, we played a couple of songs from old 55. Do you boys still get together and do a bit? I remember seeing you had a big red bash in Birdsville a few years ago with Wilbur and you did a few yep. songs. Do you still get together and, and, and do a bit of the old 55 stuff? I do work with Wilbur. Wilbur and I have stayed working together all these years. It's over 40 years now. Um, but we have a different – we have a, a band that comes out of Sydney or a band that comes out of Melbourne and they all know our stuff, so it depends on where the gigs are as to which musos that we use. But I'll tell you who is in our band, is Freddie Strokes from Skyhooks. He's our drummer, and uh, uh, Willie and I have been working with Freddie, well, maybe 30 years we've been working together. But in terms of Old 55, the last time um, the original lineup of Old 55 played was in uh, 2000, a couple of years ago, anyway, I can't remember what year it was, but it was the 40th anniversary of the release of Take It Greasy, which was the big album that we had, that it had On The Prowl on it and a number of other songs that you played before. So that's uh, that would be, so I mean, that was probably about 2016 we probably did that. So that's how long since the lineup of Old 55 have played. But as I said, Willie and I, we do play around uh, a fair bit. We, uh, we do maybe 30 gigs a year sort of thing, mostly festivals or um, big community events. For example, one that got cancelled in May was we were going up to Trundle to play the ABBA Festival. Uh, and we, as I say, things like the Big Red Bash, we do that, or the Port Fairy Folk Festival. Uh, all those They're the sort of gigs that we do. And I'm hopeful that the ABBA Festival in Trundle has been rescheduled, I think, for October, October the 18th, I think. So I'm hopeful that um, that might be able to go ahead and we can pick up where we left off. Yeah, let's hope so. Let, let's hope all those music events um, are coming back because uh, it's been a hard time for the entertainment industry, mate. As you say, you, I mean, you like your little Sunday night gigs, but there's no shows anywhere. And, um, no, still... uh, the, uh, the artists have been forgotten, mate, which is uh, really sad. It's, it's not too late for them to rectify that mm. and do something. But this, I'll tell you, Daryl Braithwaite, as soon as this um, uh, coronavirus hit, he drove out of Melbourne and came up the far south coast to Tarthra, where the park is, and wanted to get out of Melbourne for a couple of days. And I spoke with him. He stayed at the park. And he and I were saying that this could mean, if it goes on for too long, like if we can't do big gigs for 18 months or two years, that will probably mean the retirement of quite a few guys of my vintage or maybe even a little bit older. I'm talking, you know, maybe Daryl, Joe Camilleri, Glenn Shorrick, 
Caddy, Russell Morris, those sorts of guys might just go, well, I can't, I can't wait for two years before I do a gig and I'll just, I'll just pull up stumps now and call it quits, which would be sad in one way, but it'd be great for me, duck. I'd have the market to myself then. Yeah. We, we, we'd kill it. Yeah, you, you certainly would. Oh, mate, it can't go for two years, surely. Um, and oh, but I feel well, for I it. When are we going to be able to have a grand final? Like when? when are yeah, well, mate, yeah, unbelievable. And I mean, it is. It's a yeah. real shame. I mean, when you, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I've got a connection with the big red bash as well, and mates with Greg Donovan, and that that event's basically been postponed for a year. Uh, but it's a lot of, I mean, for people like him who have put them on the line, you know, like to put on an event like that, and all these other music festivals, and then the live entertainment in the pubs for the young artists and. But it's a real shame, and, and hopefully we can get through this and get, get those blokes um, back out and earning a quid because that's how they make their money. And it's not just the artists; it's the the sound blokes and the people who can't the speakers in from the track and all that. That's, and right, that's right. You know, that's right. And all, and all the staff, the venue staff, yeah. it's a huge circle. And then, of course, the people who go to these things, go to these big gigs, they've got to stay somewhere, they've got to eat somewhere, they've got to buy a coffee mm. and buy some booze somewhere. So it's a huge rolling-on effect uh, on the economy. So the sooner they can get that sorted out. Look, I don't want to bag anyone. Uh, I, I think everybody's handled this pretty well myself, mm. uh, including including the public. Uh, generally, there's been a couple of little hiccups, but um, which which such a tremendously dangerous thing that confronted us all. And compared to the rest of the world, you know, we've, We've gone pretty well, I reckon. Oh, absolutely. When you compare us to other countries, we're like, I'll tell you, the safest place on the on the planet at the moment and the best place on the planet at the moment is the Northern Territory. I mean, we should have been living up there, Frankie. Well, you know, I did live up there. I, I grew up in Darwin. I lived uh, up there in Darwin until I was about six. I wasn't born there, but I moved there when I was two. Mm. And so that was that was a few years ago, Duck. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, so you can imagine what sort of a frontier town Darwin was and the whole of the Northern Territory was back then. And I, I moved up there, obviously, with my mum and dad. I lived there till I was about 16. So I, And I love the top end. I, I'm, mm. a, I'm an, an epistle. Did I say that right? <laughs> or I'm an apostle? <laughs> or I'm a, I'm a pissed apostle? <laughs> For the top end. And I think everybody, everybody listening to this, now here's your chance. Because I know, Duck, you've got a lot of very, very wealthy fans. I know that for a fact. Very, you're, you're big with the upper class uh, people. I know oh, that. You're kidding, aren't you? We're blue collar out here, mate. We're the working no, no, class. I can tell just by looking at you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you look like Malcolm Turnbull on a very, very bad day. Oh, yeah, a shocker. No, don't compare, so, me, don't compare me to him. Fair dinkum. Here's the chance. So, so now overseas travel is going to be banned, you know, for a couple of years. Cruise ships are going to be very, very dangerous places to go on. So here's a chance for all of your listeners and their friends, if they haven't done this, to get out and see Australia. And some people will say, well, I've seen a lot of it, but, you know, there's so much of it. Uh, I've been travelling around it virtually all my life, and I still haven't seen all of it. Uh, but I would like everybody to go out and see, what you know, the red dirt country. It doesn't have to be the top end. You, you could go to uh, the Kimberley or the Pilbara or anywhere along that Western Australian coast, or you go up to Cape York or into the centre. Uh, but if you go in there, you really do see and feel another uh, essence of Australia. And I think it's really important in particular for kids to be taken out there. If I was Prime Minister, and I probably will be one, you know, 
not too, not too far away. Uh, You're my vote. I'd make that a compulsory school excursion. Every school kid has to be taken out uh, for an excursion, a good two or three week excursion into the red dirt country and, and pick up that red dirt so that they see that Australia is not just uh, shopping malls and cafes and McDonald's, etc. So uh, that, that's something I'd like to see happen. Yeah, no, I'm with you, mate. And as you know, we do that. That's what our radio show is all about, getting out there and, and travelling Australia, that's exactly what we're about. At the moment, we're all grounded, which is a bit of a shit. But anyway, we'll get there. But, um, mate, we've got a few we want to talk to you about. But you reckon you just want to knock another song up for us while we're at it? We've got a few people tuned in. So you know, the boys have got a few yeah, songs well, in. And why don't we do one now? Sure, mate. Well, some people may be interested to know where that drum sound is. I'm just going to – I'll stand up and I'll just show you. See that big red thing between my legs? <laughs> you see that? <laughs> No, 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 not that, the other one. <laughs> that's called that's called a cajon. It's a South American uh, percussion instrument, and you can get a little bass drum sound and a snare drum sound, and it's what I play up at, up at the park. So anybody watching this now, they'll be able to say that they saw Frankie J. Holden live on the, the, the duck shed, and he's only got one cajon. Um, <laughs> All right, well we'll have it. We'll have it. We'll continue on having a chat. But I reckon in the meantime, get your, your what is it? Your cajon out, and knock us up another couple of tunes, eh? All right, mate. Well, this is an old fifty-five uh, song uh, that everybody knows and loves, and uh, we'll do it for you now. So, everyone, this is uh, this takes you back to the countdown days, and I want everyone at home now to lift your arms up in the air. Waving from side to side. Waving from side to side, that's it. You look just like the crowded countdown. Now, if there's any girls or ladies watching, I'd like you to do what the girls used to do in the crowded countdown. Lift up your tops. Anyone? No, no, not you, duck. Jesus. At Daydream Junior High School, we used to harmonize. Me and Frankie and Gary and Nick and some Italian guy. We were singing oldies, but they were new we said. And today when I play my old 45, I remember when we practiced in a subway, in a lobby, or a hall, crowded in a doorway, singing doo-wops to the wall. If we went to a party and they wouldn't let us in, we'd lock ourselves in the bathroom and nobody could get in. We were looking for an echo, an answer to our sound, a place to be in harmony, a place we all go to
They're going off here in the shed, Frankie. I can tell you, mate, it's all happening. <laughs> oh, sorry, you heard my voice crackle there. I did say we were out of practice. Oh, no, it's, the all, very end. it's all very, very good, mate. And I hope you've, you both got a couple more songs in you, mate. So, we all we know about the, the music career and everything, but you're, mate, you're an accomplished actor now. I mean, you're in the big, you've been in a lot of um, big programs, successful programs, and you and I have spoken about your role in Underbelly, where you unfortunately passed away in that show. Yeah, <laughs> mate. Where did the acting come from, mate? How did you get into that? Well, it all came from Old Fifty Five. So Old Fifty Five got going um, in nineteen seventy five and seventy six, seventy seven. They were sort of the peak years. And you remember that back then there were lots of television shows where bands or entertainers could get exposure on the telly. There was the Don Lane Show. There was the Paul Hogan Show. There was the Midday Show with Ray Martin, uh, and there was uh, Flashes. And, uh, and Countdown, of course. And all of those shows are available to get exposure. And you'd go on them. We'd go on them as a band. And, and uh, a couple of times as, as the lead singer, I got asked if I wanted to be involved in little sketches, little comedy sketches. And, of course, you know, 23 years of age I was. I, I wasn't afraid of anything. So I said, sure, absolutely. And then a woman, an agent, saw me doing some of those and, and rang me up or got in touch with me and said, um, do you remember that when people used to ring you up? They were the days. Anyway, she she, uh, she rang me up and said, you know, would you would you like to be uh, an actor? Would you like to be in movies? And of course, I went, <laughs> yes. So being open to you know any opportunity that came my way. So that's sort of how it started. And I did the first movie I did was a thing called the F. J. Holden, which in fact I played Frankie J. Holden from Old Fifty Five, and then I just had a little walk on. And then I was in the odd angry shot, which a lot of people would know with. Uh, Brian Brown and Graham Kennedy and John Hargraves. Oh, mate, great, great movie, great movie. The Odd Angry Shot is a great movie. Actually, I watched it the other day. It's, uh, you can, it's, I think yeah, it's still it on still Netflix. Up. Yeah, great still movie. And uh, uh, Graham Kennedy, I mean, what was he like? I mean, he was, like everyone knows, he was a very funny bloke. He was way before his time, I reckon. But, mate, he wasn't a bad actor either, was he? He, he played a pretty good part in that movie. He's a very, he was, well, he was a very good actor. But on that set, so I, I sort of met Graham a few times through the years, but that was the first time that I'd had the chance to spend any time with him, you know, going away for six weeks. Um, but he's, he was very reclusive. He, he, wasn't, um, he wasn't a big party guy or a funny ha-ha guy in, in private. He could switch it on 
and but he he, he sort of he sort of kept oh. to himself, and we didn't see him. Um, you know, you you see him. There's a dog there, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's our, that's security. That's Bluey, the security guard. Anyway, oh. we just, yeah, he, well, he, he works at night at security. He's HR manager here during the day. Yeah, so. Oh, good. Okay, good. Yeah, so he, mate, he does a great job. I don't know where he is, but uh, someone's just going to take charge of him right now. But, uh, yeah, no, Bluey's in charge here, mate. And he's not a bad security guard either, Frankie, just quietly. Well, my little, my, little, my little pups has come in. Get off, get off. Don't do that. I warned you about that. Get off me. Get off. Get off. You're going to mess. Yeah, I'm no. never get that out. Never going to get that out of the pants. Look at that. That's dreadful. Get away. Get out of it. Yeah, well, Bluey used to do that, Cave. He's getting a bit old now, mate, so he's not into that. He doesn't do that anymore. But anyway, you walk along shaking him off your So, anyway, so Graham, Graham kept to himself, but um, I got to know uh, Brian Brown and uh, John Hargraves and John Jarrett and a few uh, a few of the other guys that were in that. We had a wild old time, and it, it's, been, um, it's been a great pleasure of mine, Duck, to look back at uh, now. There's a fair body of work that I've done, actually, when I, you know, because I've been at it for so long. And, uh, you know, I really enjoy the acting, and, of course, I still enjoy the rock and roll as well. So... Uh, it's it's all good. I'm hopeful. Again, that's another thing. You know, as you mentioned earlier, that I've been doing some stuff on home and away just lately, uh, and that's shut. Has stopped. Um, there was another thing that was supposed to happen towards the end of the year. I don't know whether that's going to happen. So who knows when I'll be able to get back and uh, and tread the boards. But I do enjoy it. It's it's another thing where it's a big team effort, and uh, you're, you're working with a bunch of people, just like being in a band or making a, you know a show like this. Uh, as a team effort, and you're all working towards the one common goal. So it's very, very rewarding. Yeah, well, you were in the original Underbelly, which we've spoken about on the radio uh, before. That was that was just you know, unbelievably successful because it was true and it was crime, and and everybody had basically followed it in the news for for years. And then you you, you were in that, but unfortunately, you didn't uh, make the second one. <laughs> what, no. happened to, what, what happened to you? <laughs> Well, my character, unfortunately, at the end of the first one, my character had a, a stroke and died, uh, and so therefore that character wasn't carried forward into into any of the other underbellies. But underbelly one was the best one, and is still the best one. Everybody says that. Oh yeah, I agree, mate. Did, when, you, when you were, mate, sorry, mate. I told you about camaraderie. Oh, sorry, mate, I cut a question there. No, you're right. No, no, you're right. It's just the audio. Camaraderie and fellowship that you have when you're making a, a TV show or a film like that. And I'll just give you an example of that. I was working with Roger Corsa, uh, who's also gone on from that and has done a lot of work, and a very, very a, a good actress called Carolyn Craig. They were in the two other cops. Anyway, I had this uh, stroke, uh, which led to a heart attack, and I died, or I'm dying on the floor, and somebody, the director, which wasn't in the script, said, somebody better give him mouth to mouth. Well, Roger and Carolyn ran away. They <laughs> ran away. <laughs> Both of them. Mate, when you were making Underbelly, did you realise how big that, that, that would be, how successful the television version of, you know, the Melbourne Underworld gangland wars would be? Because it was well, huge. We knew it was a good product. Uh, you know when you're making good product. But no, I, we, none of us I th- didn't think. And we knew, we knew it was attracting attention because Mick Gatto turned up a couple of days <laughs> just, just to see how we were getting along. And it was very nice of him to pop by, you know. And, uh, of course, that made us feel great. 
to look over there and see Mick Gatto just watching us. Um, but we had no idea of how it would capture the public's imagination. And, you know, that true crime thing has now become huge uh, in here and, and in, in America and everywhere and, and in uh, literature and books and podcasts. And people are just fascinated by the lives of, uh, of those criminals, particularly if you can bring them, you know, to life and show, uh, show some humanity about them. So it, it was amazing. And, you know, my character became famous because he baked his own, with, with the audience, because he used to bake his own shortbread and he would offer it to criminals or to coppers, which everyone thought was a bit weird. Um, but to this day, I will still get, um, you know, 30-year-old blokes who were probably 15 or 16 at the time and they'll see me on the street and they, and they go, you got any shortbread, Frankie? Hey, shortbread, Frankie? You got a Scotch finger on you, Frankie? <laughs> oh, very, very no, I good. Love a, I love a Scotch finger to this day. Yeah, oh. <laughs> who doesn't? Mate, what about you? Got another couple of tunes in you? You got another one in you? We'll talk about the caravan park in shortly. And where, you, where you are living these days? We've got old mate on the old mate on the base in the background. Where are you going there, Gaz? The boys have just got to calm down a bit. Um, but yeah, look, at Arthur Beachside, one thing we think we will be uh, running as scheduled is the Rockabilly Festival, which we do every year. It runs from the 3rd of September to the 10th of September, and it's a week-long thing, and uh, we get a local acts, um, Wilbur Wilder will be coming up, and, uh, and uh, the, the Sydney band that I mentioned uh, earlier, they'll, they'll be coming down, so there'll be like a, a couple of old 55-style nights, and we get some really, really great local talent, uh, and we might bring some other acts in as well, and if people are interested in rockabilly or rock and roll, it's pretty broad, the spectrum that we play, it's a great opportunity to come down to Tartra, get some free music and um, support the town and the village, which, of course, will need supporting uh, after all of this goes through. And uh, the special offer, if people would like to make a booking, for, we, we don't know when all this is going to open up, but we're pretty confident in September we'll be okay. But if people want to make a booking at Tartha Beachside, they could just go to tartharabeachside.com.au or ring us up and we'll take your booking with no deposit. Mm. So just in case... Something goes wrong, and we have to close the park, or they stop travel, or whatever it is. Then you won't uh, be losing any money, and we'll just move your booking to wherever. So that's our special offer, only for listeners of this podcast. Duck. Oh, mate, we mate, we love it. We love an offer, mate. Now, look, we'll get into it. How you got into the caravan park? But in the meantime, I reckon um, people watching wouldn't mind uh, another tune, mate. What do you got in you? Well, we'll, do, we'll play one that Gaz uh, has written, uh, and this is about his wife. And I can tell you that. Me, Mick and Gaz are married to the three best-looking women in the Beega Valley. Yeah, fair and, enough. Uh, that, that's fair income, isn't it, Mick? Bloody yeah, yeah, bloody yeah. Are they watching, so are they? What are they watching, are they? <laughs> classic 65. Of course they're watching. This is called Classic 65. Go. Right on. <laughs>
Can you just go back to back? Uh, well, you want another one? Yeah, go on, give us another one, mate. It made people a chime in. I just had the missus behind the bar here having a bit of a dance as well, which was uh, pretty good. Usually she comes behind the bar to get me a beer, which uh, she didn't get me one then. But, uh, okay, we'll do, we'll do uh, Lonesome Me. This is a song um, I watched it. Where, uh, it reminded me of doing the Country Music Festival in uh, 1980. Yeah, well. I could be down so for that. What's the date of that? What's the date of that? What's the date of that Country Music Festival down there? The rock, the, well, the, the country music festival, I think, is October twenty second to twenty uh, eighth. Mate, might have to come down for that one, I reckon. Good yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be good. Well, music's a big part of my life, as you know. It's a yeah. big part of uh, the experience of the park. And here we'll do. Uh, this is what a lot of people have been thinking during the lockdown. Oh, lonesome me.
I've got to tell you, we're getting a lot of comments here from a lot of people. How good is this? More, more. We're copping plenty of uh, comments. Best show ever. So, mate, we've had it. You mate, I, I know he's got to say, oh, mate, cheers to you too, mate. How good is it? I've got to say to you, uh, mate, we've had a few, as you know, Adam Harvey, which is how I met you through Adam. Um, we've had a few people on this Friday night thing, including Kevin Bloody Wilson. I've got to tell you, Frankie, I thought that was the last one ever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Um, Kevin's an acquired taste, isn't he? Oh, mate, I was under pressure that night. More pressure than my belt buckle at any time of the day, mate. Well, I've got to say to you, how old is Kevin Bloody Wilson? I've got no idea, but geez, he mate, he was very, very good. And I've got to say, he uh, made a couple of political comments too, which and he didn't miss anyone. <laughs> I'll bet he is. I'll oh, bet he is. But very, very good. And like, like uh, a lot of people doing some performances from home at the moment and um, he's got these live streams and live shows. Mate, we only did this because usually on a Friday night there's a stack of mates and there's a couple here tonight on the other side of the camera here. But, um, mate, normally there's a heap of us here having a few beers and, and because of this lockdown thing, we thought, well, why not invite everyone here to the bar and, and you know, and get a few people on the phone, which is what we've done with with you tonight and the boys. Mate, we, we've... Well, we've, it's, we've it's, uh, it's, it's great and it may be that uh, this is something good that may come out of this, that um, we do learn to keep in touch more mm. with our friends and family and with things like, you know, FaceTime and Zoom, etc. It's very, very possible. My family, I've got three granddaughters who uh, live in Melbourne or married with children and everything, and we, we played charades the other Saturday night on Zoom, and it was bloody hilarious, of course. Mm. Uh, and, and so maybe that may be something that comes out of this, uh, that's a positive thing. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're dead right. And, uh, yeah, there's certainly different times that we, uh, we're we living in, mate. And the, and the one thing and what people should know is that, mate, we basically called you through our computer here on FaceTime. So the audio at times is, you know, better than, you know, it, it's good and then it's a bit dodgy, but it's the way it is. But it's still very, very good. And um, and people can oh, see that it's I'm pretty glad fair. It's good. I'm, glad I'm glad everybody's enjoying it. Yeah, there's certainly plenty of people enjoying it. There's a lot of comments here and a lot of people are, uh, are enjoying it. Mate, we've spoken about the Caravan Park. How did you get into that, mate? Like, because, you know, for a bloke who's a, an entertainer and an actor, um, mate, you now you, you find yourself owning a Caravan Park in a beautiful part of Australia as well. Well, I've been living down here on the Sapphire Coast, they call it, which uh, is that part of the coast that stretches, the south coast that stretches from Bermagui down to Eden. I've been living here for a few years uh, and we got involved, my wife Michelle and I, we hosted a show called What's Up Down Under, which is a caravan show. It started on Channel 9, then went to 7, then went to 10, uh, but it's been going for quite a few years. We were involved in it 
for about five or six years and we got to travel around Australia in caravans visiting all the caravan parks and that's what sort of opened up my eyes to the industry. I really enjoyed the people that I met in the industry. Uh, they were all sensible people and very, very bright and you know, you meet a, a, a guy who owns a caravan park, quite often they come out and they've got their shorts on and their work boots and uh, maybe a t-shirt and they're a bit hail fellow well met and but then you get talking to them and you realize how bright they are and uh, how they've been a lot of the times they've started a business from nothing and now 15 or 20 years later it's employing 60 or 80 people and they're giving uh, holidays to, to to people as well and I thought well, you know that's a great thing and we also because we stayed in the caravan parks and I could see what joy that's sort of a holiday gives to a family and again I hate to keep harping back to this but that's going to become even more important now as we go forward out of this current crisis because when you go to a caravan park or a holiday park they should be more properly called you don't sit on your tablet all day you know you get out and you're either enjoying the facilities in the holiday park like in my park we've got a water park we've got a jumping pillow We've got a huge uh, playground. You can ride your scooters around. You can go stand up paddleboarding, surfing right there. You walk out of the caravan and you're on, on the beach. So there's lots to do in a physical sense. So the families are together and our aim in the park is to make sure that your kids are knackered at five o'clock in the afternoon. And, but that's, that's going to become even more important. So I, get a, I got a lot of enjoy, enjoyment out of that. And then the opportunity came up to buy into a park at Tarthra it was just half an hour north of where we lived. It was an old council park, needed a bit of uh, TLC, had played, you know, had a great culture and history, but did need it to be upgraded. But I got a, a couple of partners, so uh, and um, we've managed to put a lot of money into it, and a lot of time into it, and a lot of love. And it's now, well, it's one of the most awarded parks in Australia, and uh, we're very, very proud of it. But I'm especially proud of the fact that people, families in particular, can come away and have a holiday and to see kids and grown-ups going to a gig like this and all singing along or we might run a trivia night or we might run we might run charades anything like that and to see all the families getting involved and doing stuff together and that that's stuff they're going to remember forever and uh that's the stuff they'll talk about at christmas you know when they're sitting around the dinner table in 20 years time remember the night when dad got up and sang with frankie J or whoever that who was it like anyway dad got up and sang uh with the band and and um so that's the sort of stuff they remember and that's what i really that's what i really get out of it mm. uh, and it's a great outlet for me as i say i get to go and play with these boys or other musos and and be involved with people having fun so it's it's a blessing to me, really. Oh, mate. And the good thing I like about, about them caravan parks, you know yourself, if you've got a big job and you basically, you know, it'll take you a while to switch off, but when you go to a place like your place, right, the minute you set up, you switch off straight away because there's someone lighting a barbecue, there's kids going past on a pushy or someone's walking past drinking a stubby and within a second you've met three or four people within five minutes and you just, you're you on holiday straight away. That atmosphere just gets you. you that, that If you go, you know, with some of these big holidays you'll go on, you'll still have the shits for, for you know, days because it just takes ages to switch off. But when you go yeah. to a place like yours, you switch off instantly. It's just a great atmosphere in, in parks and, and I can't wait to get down there and do yours. As you know, that's what our life is. Our life is all about travelling Australia and we do the radio show and a couple of podcasts about that and this Friday night thing is just a bit of a thing we're doing while we're at home but but at the end of the day that's what we're about and we try to encourage people to do that and 
And I think caravan parks today are different, aren't they, Frankie, than what they were in years ago? You, you talked about the you got the water theme park in there, and the pillow, and the the live entertainment. It's it's really oh, come yeah. a long way from you know pulling up in the combi, you know, getting out a couple of old banana chairs and and cracking a bottle of DA. I mean, it's at these days now, it's everyone's in it for the tourist you know business, and it's and it's um, the caravan parks now are another level, aren't they? Well, they certainly are. They're state-of-the-art and they're leading, uh, you know, 52%, I can tell you that 52% of all accommodation beds in New South Wales are in holiday parks. A lot of people wouldn't uh, realise that. So they're they're very popular and they're going to remain popular and probably become even more popular uh, as we come on and, you know, overseas travels banned and everything. So I'll remind you of uh, our offer at Tartar Beachside. If you want to ring up and book between now and Christmas, we won't take a deposit. Uh, We'll hold your booking just in case something horrible happens and we all end up back in lockdown again. Mm. And, uh, well, next time, we, if that happens and in three months you want me to come back and do another one of these, we might have learned some new songs, will we? <laughs> yeah. Mate, you had the bushfires down there too over summer. Oh. And then, and then oh, we, right, and which really, which devastated the, the caravan park industry on the whole New South Wales south coast. And, I mean, then... We actually took a, a, a we did a quick trip to Ulladulla and it was almost two hundred people came down. Your mate and mine, Adam Harvey, came down, and we tried to do something. And we were very lucky because it was the last weekend before everything went into what we're calling lockdown um, to try and support them. And mate, these parks were counting on a good Easter. Well, that just didn't happen. Well, we had Tartarus had they say these things come in threes. And Tartarus had the three. We had fires in Tartarus in March 2018. Then we've had the fires in uh, 2020, which didn't impact the coast, but they were certainly. And um, and and of course, we go home. So we lost that uh, January trade, and not only us, of course, but all the surrounding towns and villages and businesses lost. And then we've been whacked with this COVID thing as well. So you're right. Many towns and villages all up and down the coast in particular, have uh, really, really suffered. So we need people as soon as they can, as soon as the, the, the changes are made, uh, people can travel. We, need, we do need them to come back and spend money in these little villages and support the locals because, of course, they, all these businesses employ locals. So, it's a, again, it's a real knock-on effect. But, you know, you know, mate, as you travel around the country, regional people, people who live in regional areas, they are very, very tough, resilient, and mm. good-humoured. Mm. Even when, even when um, faced with bad news or terrible things happening, they still remain or still maintain their sense of humour. Like, you know, Gaz, for example, he hasn't found out yet, but he's not getting paid for this gig. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still laughing. He's still laughing. <laughs> You're not paying him in stubbies, are you? I mean, you should have been up this end, Gazza. I've got a fridge full of cans here, mate. Mate, you mentioned that. The regional people, mate, they're very hospitable. I mean, that is the thing. I mean, I know when you go to North Queensland, we've done some trips up there. You mentioned Cape York before. And, mate, we've had, we had a mate with us who had a drama. You pull into some, you know, a workshop or something. They'll drop what they're doing to, to help you to get you going. And we call it North Queensland hospitality but that hospitality is all over regional australia isn't it that's right that's right and that's something that people as i said you know people need to go out there and experience that and uh because i mean you meet you meet really different people you know and you see a different (laughs) australia when you go when you go traveling as you and i have done uh and that's what i'm encouraging everyone to do uh if 
you know, um, if you're going, if you're going on a cruise next year, how dare you? Or if you're going to Bali next year, how dare you? Um, I'm cloning that uh, young girl. Who was it? Um, What's her name? <laughs> what was her name, that girl? What was it? How dare you? Um, there we go. I've got to say yeah. one thing, though, Frankie, that at least the coronavirus has fixed up the climate change. <laughs> well, that's right. It's gone. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 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 another thing that's been remarkable about, you know, the lack of in, industrial activities made an immediate impact on, on the climate. So that's good too. So maybe we should just all relax, Duck. Mm. Well, I reckon what you boys should do is play another song. You're sitting there. You've got a couple more in you, I reckon. The boys are, I mean, they're not being paid anyway, so they might as well just keep playing. <laughs> well, we've got one that um, we've written especially for, oh, to deal with this crisis and as a special tribute to being on this uh, on this program with you, Duck. Uh, so, and it's about how we'll get out of faults. I won't play the... I'm picking up the ukulele now. Righty, yeah. Here we go. We only wrote this song this afternoon, so it could sound really <laughs> shit out. Very. <laughs> That's right. I've had a few beers, mate. It'll sound good to me. All right. It's called On the Other Side. One, two, three, four. Well, there's times like this when the world can be a lonely place. And it can seem like we'll never turn the tide. But times will change, and then we'll see a smile back on your face. And before you know it, we'll be out the other side. Out the other side, I see you out the other side. Just remember, all bad things must pass. Out the other side, I see you out the other side. And we'll keep this COVID-19 in the eye. Well, it's not as if we haven't seen this type of thing before. Measles, smallpox, a whole lot more besides. We've had recessions, great depressions, we've even had world wars. But we always end up on the other side. On the other side, I'll see you on the other side. Just remember, oh, bad things must pass. On the other side, I'll see you on the other side. And we'll kick this COVID-19 in the eyes. But then the search was on for someone strong, a special kind of man. And they settled on a man they called the duck. Quack, quack, quack. But the human race had egg on their face from Sydney to Wuhan. But the bloke duck didn't give up. Just remember, all bad things must pass. 
On the other side, I'll see you on the other side. And we'll kick this curved 19 in the eyes. And we'll kick this curved 19 in the eyes. And we'll kick this curved 19 in the eyes. Well done, boys. Oh, your microphone on. They're going off out here, mate. I can hear them. <laughs> oh, I mate, unbelievable. Anyway, we're all social distancing. I'm, I'm, I've got them all stretched out across the property here. <laughs> That's just yeah. the neighbours making that noise. Anyway, <laughs> all very good. But, mate, no, I, I really appreciate you uh, having a bit of a night at the bar here, mate, and uh, you and the boys. It's been uh, It's been really good. Mate, uh, look, the caravan park, which we've spoken a fair bit about, mate, you you be looking forward to that opening again for business. And um, so you've got a few offers on. You you mentioned the other music festival you've got there. So that's so give us a bit of a de- some more detail on that. So how can people book for that if they want to get in? Just go to tartharbeachside.com.au. There's a beautiful big website there. All the information's there and you can book directly online. Or you can ring up uh, 6402-6494-1302 and have a chat to Chloe or Carmen or Katrina or Raylene, one of the girls there, and as they'll, they'll be happy to talk you through it and uh, take your booking without a deposit uh, so that if something changes, we can, we'll can we organise we'll, we, we'll just organise it. Yeah, no, well, like well done. I've got to tell you, mate, we're getting some... Uh, Mate, Dave Zammett, if you know him, mate, we've just put Tartha on our next van road trip. That's a good one. Uh, some messages here. Uh, Julie, way to go, fellas. Good on you. Lynn Bulger, what a great song on the other side. She loved it. Uh, great song from uh, a lot of had a lot of feedback about the song. Henry Peters, Dougie wants a shout out. Sorry, Dougie, nothing for you tonight. And uh, <laughs> uh, but mate, a lot of people. Um, uh, Glennis, I think it's Glenn Ellis here. Oh, Glennis Ellis, great song, mate. I reckon what you need to do is, uh, mate, release that song. That's going to be a cracker. It was, a, it was a good we song. We might have to do something. We might have to do something. And of course. Um, you've seen Duck, and I explained that uh, music's a large part of uh, the fun we have at the park. So if any of your listeners or viewers are, are musicians, they don't have to be professional musicians, they can just be amateurs and like to mess around, they're more than happy to uh, come along and get involved with us at the park because have you seen, look at the sound of these bozos I'm working with now, mate. Mate, I wish I'd have known. I would have produced a couple of harmonicas here tonight. I might bring them down with me. Oh, oh, oh that's all we need. <laughs> yeah. That's all we need. Anyway, oh, mate, don't worry. The more beers I have, the better I sound. Mate, you got another song in you? Well, we'll just go with the chorus of that, but I want to thank once again my good mates Gary Carson-Jones and Mick Potter, and, uh, and I want to thank you, Duck, and all the people that are listening in or, or viewing in, and uh, I hope you've, been, hope you've enjoyed the cells. And we'll give you this. This will be huge. This song. This is just going to go. Oh, it's going to be. It will be. It'll go off. You ready? Here's the chorus. Right. Two, three, four. On the other side, I'll see you. On the other side, just remember, all bad things must pass. On the other side, I'll see you. On the other side, and we'll kick this COVID nineteen in the ass. Ah, there go the neighbours again. They're full on here, mate. 
Frankie J. Holden, thank you very, very much. Good to talk to you again, mate. We might, I'll give you a call through the week because I reckon we want to, uh, we want to get you on the radio and do something with that, sh- that song as well. I reckon it's a cracker. Uh, mate, and the Gazza, the boys there in the background, mate, great job tonight. And thanks, thanks, thanks thank for you. spending a night in my bar. And um, Frankie, no, mate, and all in the Fair Dinkin department, mate, we'll get down to uh, Tartha Beachside. I recommend everyone should do it because it's a great part of New South Wales. What do you call it? the Sapphire Coast? Uh, and it's, it's called that for a pretty good reason, isn't it? It's the colour of the water down there. Yeah. Uh, down here, it's beautiful. Beautiful seafood, great oysters, uh, prawns, fish, great fishing, great surfing. And unfortunately, sounds like there'll be some great harmonica playing as well. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, mate. I'll, yeah, I'll dust them off and bring them down, mate, and we'll see how we go. <laughs> All right, Frankie, well, good to talk to you again, mate, and we'll see you soon. Eh? Thanks very much again for uh, being a part of it tonight, mate. You, good on see you, ya. boys. And there he was, Frankie J. Holden. How good was he? And then uh, the boys down there having a great time and uh, just kicking back playing guitars. And just like the rest of us, waiting for that time when we can get out and get away from these restrictions and uh, and do what we're doing. So uh, certainly um, look forward to that. And uh, I, I know we all are. We're all chomping at the bit to get out there and uh, and travel again. And uh, for you people that uh, follow us, I hear, and, and many people who follow us on Facebook and Listen to our radio show. You're into your caravan and camping. And, uh, look, there's a caravan park right there, Tartha Beachside, owned by one of the greats. Well, he's a major shareholder there, Frankie J. Holden. And he puts that live entertainment on every Sunday night and he gets down there with a few few mates and a couple of musos and put the live entertainment. I've seen some video of it. looks pretty good. So uh, if you're in that area or you want to travel, once we can get out, please... Uh, get down to Tartha Beachside because it's a beautiful part of the New South Wales South Coast. He calls it the Sapphire Coast and uh, and a great caravan park as well. You want to jump on there and Google that and uh, and have a look at the website as well. <laughs> well, that is this week's edition of the Duck Shed Podcast. I thank everyone for tuning in and all the comments uh, that we've been getting. Don't forget, you can email us as well. Um, through the week, just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au, click on contact there, send us an email. Uh, for all of you that have tuned in, thank you very much. Belinda, mate, big, you're on every week, love it. Ray up there in Brooklyn. You mate Darren down in Melbourne, well done. But we'll be back to do it all again next week. Have a good week and uh, we'll see you next week. Until then, stay safe. Cheers, see ya. Yeah.